Let's get it, y'all. I am way too excited. Like, I'm scream whispering right now because I don't want to scream in your ear because I'm that excited. The Straight Up Podcast, the one that you love, the one you listen to right now, is now a part of the Grove Day Podcast Network. You heard me. I told y'all we turn it up this year. And guess what? A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, change to the world, impact to the world, and support shows and brands we believe in. That's why I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about empowering people, impacting people, and bringing change to this world. But listen, one of my friends is a part of this network, and I need you to go show some love. Subscribe to her show. Earn your happy with Lori Harder. Okay, Lori is going to make you go harder in every area of your life. She's a brilliant mind, a brilliant spirit, a brilliant human. I know you're going to love her. I know you're going to love her show. That's Earn Your Happy with Lori Harder. Go subscribe today and watch your life be changed. What's up, rehabbers across the world? Welcome to Straight Up with Trent Shelton. Throughout my career, from the NFL to sold out stages speaking to thousands, I built up a toolkit to break through negative mindsets, let go of what's holding you back, and start rehabbing your life. Now, I'm sharing those tools with you in a whole new way. I'm always going to be real with you and give you the 100% truth, even when it's going to pierce your heart. This is me, Trent Shelton, straight up. Hey, what up, y'all? Welcome to today's episode of Straight Up Podcast from the Glenmark Hotel. <laughs> I'm in L.A., and I'm laughing because I'm like looking at the beautiful sunrise in L.A. outside my window. And I'm like, you know what? Let's record a podcast episode. Um, I just got off a stage uh, yesterday uh, speaking at Growth Day with some legendary speakers, uh, the best in the game. Brendan Bruchard, Ed Milet, uh Ben Newman, Lori Harder, and um, so many incredible souls were there, 1,400 people. And it was incredible. And the whole purpose of that event was to talk about something I wanted to share with you guys. It was so strong in my heart from my talk that I said, man, I want to make this a podcast. But it was all about how do you build self-esteem? And I want to say this because I just watched the video in my phone that I just posted on my Instagram. And it, it kind of relates to what we're about to talk about. But I want to tell everybody this off top. In Protect Your Peace season, we take our power back, y'all. It's time for you to take your power back, okay? It's time for you to walk in your power. And how you take your power back is one of my most famous teachings. It's getting rid of the BC mindset and living in the AC mindset. The AC mindset is where leaders live, is where world changers live, is where elite lives, is where the 1% lives, is where you're going to live. In the BC mindset... Is where the people who talk about change but never make change, who are addicted to complaining, who don't protect their peace, that's where they live. And listen, I've lived in both places in my life. But it came to a point in my life where I said, I'm taking my power back. And in this season, I want you to do exactly that. I want you to take your power back. Okay, take your power back. And this is how you're going to do it. You're not going to leave the power in that person's hands. You're not going to leave that power in your past hands. You're not going to leave your power in anything that's come against you in that situation's hands. I want to be clear. This doesn't mean that we excuse the behavior. But what we're about to talk about really quick is it means that 
We understand these five letter words that you've heard every day from me. It all starts with you, right? It all starts with me. It all starts with you. Most people live in the BC mindset. I talk about this a lot. Blame and complain. It's everybody else's fault. It's this person's fault. This happened to me. And while that might be true, how is it serving you? Because when we blame, we keep the power in the situation's hands. We give the power to the situation to control our life. Oh, it's because they did this to me. This is why my life is like this, right? They might've brought you to where you're at, but when you accept and change, you can move, you can grow. You can use that thing that was supposed to break you to build you. You can use that thing that was supposed to destroy you to elevate your life. But we can't live a life full of blaming and complaining. We got to accept and change. We got to say, it's on me, right? Where I go today or where I don't go today, it's on me. I'm not going to blame anybody else. What I do in my life, it's on me. I could have blamed my coaches. I could have blamed my parents, as I always talk about, and say, oh, mom and daddy, you didn't give me the right DNA, even though they gave me great DNA. I was fast, but you should make me faster. I could have blamed all these things that would have justified where I was at. But I'm going to tell you something, what you're about to get into, to me, that is a disease of low self-esteem. When we sit here, we blame and we justify, it's because our self-esteem is low. It's because we don't believe in ourselves enough. We don't believe that we can change it. We don't believe that we can grow. We don't believe that we can be successful. So what do we do? We shrink ourselves and we blame and complain. I know so many people in this world right now that are shrinking themselves. You can tell by the conversations they have with themselves. You know, when I talk to them and what are you asking yourself? What are you telling yourself? And also the conversations they have with others, they're shrinking themselves because of low self-esteem. But I want you to walk into your greatest you today. I want you to walk into your power today and how you're going to take your power back. You're going to take full responsibility over your life. No more finding justifications on why I'm not here, why I'm like that. Because again, those things may be true, but how is it serving your, your best life? How is it serving your future self? That's what I'm concerned about. We can't do nothing about our past, but we can't allow our past to keep on giving us a pass to not do anything with our life and protect our peace season. That changes. So I want to talk about something real quick that I talked about yesterday on stage and I want to share it with you. And I think this could be a life changing message with you in this journey, in this season of protecting your peace. But what I talked about on stage in my keynote which is really just a conversation. Like I'm a conversation speaker. You ever heard me speak? It's not really a keynote. It's a conversation. And man, I get so much and I got to give myself some credit a little bit. You know, every speaker always comes and say, Trent, you're my favorite speaker. You're my favorite speaker because of this and how you flow and how you, all the things, right? And I'm super like happy and proud of myself because of the journey that I've been doing for for a while. Like this is me walking in my high self-esteem, y'all. So sometimes you got to pat yourself on the back. Sometimes you got to accept your credit because I know when I was at low self-esteem in my life, I deflected a lot, right? I felt like I didn't deserve it. I felt like I didn't belong. And you might be feeling like that right now in your life where you don't belong. Even if you do belong, you feel like you find a reason to justify why you don't belong or why it's not going to be you, right? We're so good at finding that low self-esteem makes us justify why we don't belong or why we're not him, why we're not her. Literally on stage, I made everybody in the audience. And it was funny because 
<laughs> you know, I got a country accent a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm a Texas boy. I'm a down south boy. So I, I told the audience the first with the ladies, I said, hey, say I'm her. And people started saying I'm hurt. And they were looking at me confused. I'm like, no, not hurt her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Her. <laughs> I'm a Texas boy. But I want you to say that to yourself, like starting off fundamentally with your self-esteem. One of the best things that you can do is speak life into your life. And I'm going to talk about three commandments that you have to start doing to boost your self-esteem, to help your self-esteem. And you got to understand these three commandments. But the first thing that I want you to do is speak life into your life. I want you to look in the mirror and say, I'm her, right? I'm her, not her. I'm her. I'm him. And you start there and you start believing that because we're so good at a point in my life, I was so good at literally self-sabotage. I was so good literally at self-destruction. Like I was so good at being my biggest hater. Like Trent, you don't deserve this. Trent, you're not meant for this. You're here by luck. You're here by chance. You haven't really earned this, right? And a lot of us, we feel like that. And so what do we do? We don't rise. Who? this is a good one right here. This came across my heart. Let me take my time with this one. We don't rise always to our potential. But I believe we always will fall to the expectations we have of ourselves. And what that means to me is potential is great. A lot of you have all the potential. But as I always say, for most human beings in this world, potential stays a stranger. They never meet their potential, right? They live with it, but they never live in it. And for most of us, we're going to fall to the standard of how we live our life, the standard of how we see ourselves, and the expectations we have for ourselves. So if that's true, what if we raise the bar on our expectations, right? Healthy expectations. What if we raise the bar on our standards? What if we raise the bar on the facts about ourselves? So if we're always going to go back to our normal state of how we see ourselves, then it only means one thing. If we're going to boost our self-esteem, we have to see ourselves in a greater light. We have to see ourselves even more than what we are. So let me get into these three commandments of high self-esteem. Number one, thou shall not be my biggest enemy. This is something that I tell myself, and I want to share a story that I didn't get to share yesterday. And I get a I I I get the privilege to to work with a camp called Formula Zero. Uh, work with a guy y'all might know, Damian Lillard, uh, top seventy five NBA player, uh, man, incredible player, but an incredible person. Dame is the real deal. And so, once a year, I get a chance to go to the camp because I'm a life coach for the camp. So life coach to the young athletes. And so we bring the best in the country, the best high school athletes in the country, top 20, the best top 20 college players in the country. And they come down for a three-day immersive, invite only, three-day immersive camp um, that physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, like we hit all the pillars. And um, I got a chance to watch Dame firsthand because Dame is one of the best shooters in NBA history. And I got a chance to watch him firsthand. And as I was watching him shoot the ball, the dude was making like 43s in a row, all net. Like, and I'm not even, like, I'm not even, you know, like, exaggerating. Like, 43s, 53s in a row. You know, like, I lost count. It was so many. But then I'll see him miss one. I'll see him miss two. And what's crazy 
is that when I saw him miss, his physiological, I wouldn't say physiologically, I'm about saying that wrong. <laughs> I'm butchering that word. Y'all know what I mean. I, my, my, my Texas tongue doesn't, doesn't able to say that. But his physical state, his mental state, um, didn't change. And that intrigued me because when he missed a shot, it was the same emotion when he made a shot. When he made a shot, same emotion. So he was emotionally stable, as I call it, meaning that he didn't let the moment get him too high. He didn't let the moment get him too down. So I asked him a question, and I'm paraphrasing his answer. But what he basically told me is like, I can't be my biggest enemy. I can't. If I'm in my head when I miss a shot, then I'm my biggest enemy. I can't do that because I got a game to play. And that's exactly how a bad shot turns into a bad quarter. A bad quarter turns into a bad game, right? A bad shot turns into a bad possession and the next possession. And it cycles. So I have a I have a quick uh, – I forget fast when playing. I forget fast. When I make a shot, I'm always telling myself, make the next one, regardless of how the previous one happened. He said, I'm going to make sure I'm my biggest supporter, not my biggest enemy. And how this relates to you is some of you are literally your biggest enemy, right? Your biggest enemy. And being your biggest enemy is the biggest threat to your self-esteem. Some of you aren't speaking life into your life. Some of you are speaking death into your life. Some of you are speaking low vibrations into your life. Some of you are speaking self-sabotage into your life. Every single day, you have to change the internal dialogue if you want to turn change the external circumstances in your life. It starts with within and it starts with you. It starts with that internal alignment and having the conversations. But if you're your biggest enemy, some of us, we're our biggest hater. We talk about haters all, our, all around us and I got haters here and there. But some of us, I know myself at times. We are our biggest hater. We hate on ourselves so hard subconsciously, right? The greatest war that you ever will face is not an external battle. It's an internal war that's going on between your ears and that brain of yours. And so what I want to tell you, just to give you a little bit of tactical advice, is you got to start standing and knowing your worth. You got to know that you're worth it. And I want you to repeat after me like I told the audience yesterday. I say these words every single day, y'all. I'm worth it. I've been worth it. And I will forever be worth it. No matter what's happening in my life, I'm worth it. I've been worth it. And I will forever be worth it. No matter what anybody tries to put on my life, I'm worth it. I've been worth it. And I will forever be worth it. That for me lets me know I'm in my worth and I have permission to be there. And only me, I can give permission for somebody to make me feel like I'm worthless or for something to pull me outside of my worth. And so many of us, we're so good at giving our worth away. We're so good at allowing things we can't control to control our worth. We're so good at allowing how people feel about us to control our worth. We're so good at allowing how the day is going to control our worth. We're so good at it. You know, I shared this the other day, I mean, yesterday. And one of the things that that really hit home for a lot of people 
I said, man, just imagine if you started your day with giving your life what you know it needs. Just imagine if you started your day with that. Simple. I'm not telling you to do anything crazy. I'm not having this long checklist. But just imagine if you simplify high self-esteem every single morning when you wake up. And I know a lot of us morning routines and, oh, Trent, I'm not doing that. But yet, we do the opposite. Some of us, we complicate happiness so much. As y'all know, and protect your peace, principle number seven, simplify it. Just as well as you simplify your happiness where you make it so easy, almost a autopilot of being happy, just imagine if you put your life in autopilot of high self-esteem, right? Everything that comes to you is working for your good. Everything that comes to you, you're using it. Everything that comes to you, you're, you're, you're telling yourself that it's building you. You can no longer be your biggest enemy. The world got too many of those for you. And so you can't assist the world in tearing your life down. And how I define self-esteem, by the way, self-esteem is simply this. Not being fully yourself, but loving yourself fully. Grandmama taught me that. Trent, you don't have to be fully yourself. We don't want you to be stuck up and arrogant, but you love yourself fully. You walk in your confidence, right? You give your life the love it deserves. You tell yourself you're worth the love. You're worth the, the, the goodness. You're worth the greatness. You're worth everything good coming to your life. And some of us, we live in a place where our self-esteem is so low, the first thing we result to, we wait for things to go wrong. Everything could be going right, and instead of enjoying what's going right, you're waiting for the mess up. You're waiting for something to go wrong. You're living and creating that energy in your life. A lot of us live by the saying that I used to live in so much. Dang, this is just too good to be true. This is too good to be true. This can't be happening. I changed. I said, this is true, and I'm going to embrace it all. This is true, and I deserve it. This is true, and I work for it. This is true, and I'm going to embrace it. It ain't no more. This is too good to be true because that is a, that is a, a reflection of low self-esteem. Okay, so number one. You can't be your biggest enemy. Number two, thou shall not please perception. How people feel about you is none of your business. My famous quote that you guys love, never let how they feel about you change how you feel about yourself. I see so many people that are allowing their self-esteem to be dependent on how other people see them, view them, celebrate them, support them, and it's all about them. We know that peace is impossible to experience living in the external. We know it makes peace hard to truly experience to protect our peace, allowing things we can't control to control us. Somebody's perception of you, you can't control. How somebody feels about you, you can't control. What somebody tries to put on you, their limitations, their impossibilities, their view of you, you can't control. Right? How they see you, you can't control. And a lot of our self-esteem is literally reliant on 
the perceptions of the world. And a lot of us, our self-esteem is literally being ruined by comparison. Comparison that says, oh, I'm not like them. I'm not like that. Oh, I'm not doing it like they're doing it. Oh, snaps. And let me tell you about comparison. Comparison convinces you to run a race that's not meant for your life. And what comparison does, it gets you out of pace. It gets you out of pace and you fall flat on your face. I told this story yesterday. Rest in peace to my big dog, Dave Hollis. Miss him so much. And this is a perfect example of this. Getting out of your pace. Some of you right now, you're trying to be in cheetah season, meaning you're running fast and going hard, but really your soul is saying, hey, we're in turtle season. We just started this thing. Let's take it slow. But no, you see everybody else in cheetah season and lion season and bold season. And everybody said, this is my whatever season. He said, oh, this is going to be my season too. But your season is your season. And when you start to run a race that's not meant for you to run, you burn out, you stress out, <laughs> right? You fall out, you tap out. And it reminds me of running with my dog Dave on a half marathon. And in my mind, I had so much freaking ego I was like, as an athlete, I was like, I can't let them beat me. I can't let Dave beat me. So I'm going to run with him. And Dave had been training. I ain't been training. Make a long story short, I'm keeping up with his pace, not my pace. And his pace was faster than my pace. And you probably could tell by the look on my face that I was running a pace that I shouldn't have been running. We get to mile eight, mile nine, and Dave is killing it, right? His energy is high. Like in my mind, like I'm waiting for him to like be tired. And he was showing no signs of tiredness. And all I hear is, let's go, let's go. I'm like, what is this dude on? And he was talking about, let's go. I was saying, let's go too. But my let's go was, let's go to the car. Let's go home. <laughs> let's go <laughs> get something to eat. Like, where's the exit? <laughs> and it's so funny because literally it was two different perceptions in that moment, perspectives in that moment, but I was running his pace. And I ran his pace and it burnt me out. And that was the hardest race that I ever did in my life. If you look at your life right now, how many of you are not being loyal to your pace because you're trying to keep up with somebody else's race, right? Trying to keep up with comparison. Comparison is poison to your soul, right? Why are you comparing yourself with a life that's not yours? Why are you comparing yourself with a vision that's not yours? Why are you comparing yourself with somebody else's dreams that's not yours? That's for them. That's what God has for them. That's their life. You got a life to live, right? You got a life to be accountable for. You got some things to do. But when your focus is on them instead of you, progression is something that is very hard to make because you feel like your progression isn't good enough. You feel like you don't belong. You feel like, and let me tell you right now, anytime you feel like you don't belong, you can, you immediately combat that with, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. I do belong here. I am made for more. I am made for this. I am the one, right? I am legendary. I am greatness. It's okay to say those words to yourself, y'all, because it's something called facts over feelings that I teach a lot, uh, especially when I'm performance coaching uh, and I'm purpose mindset coaching my clients or teams or companies. And facts over feelings is simply this, like what you feel might be real, but what you feel 
you know, won't help you progress in life. Because if you're controlled by your feelings, then guess what? You're going to be inconsistent. If you're controlled by your feelings, one day you might feel like it, one day you're not. If you're controlled by your feelings, one day you might not feel like, you know, you're doing anything well with your life. One day you might feel like you have no worth, right? You got to remember the facts about your life. You see, the facts is the truth. The facts is the standard. The facts is, yep, I woke up this morning and I didn't really have the urge to record a podcast, but my heart was telling me to record a podcast. So forget the feelings. I'm going to forget you know, how I feel. I'm going to remember what's real. The truth is I need to get this episode to your heart. The truth is when I'm finished with this, I got to go work out. That's the facts. I don't care how I feel. I'm going to be loyal to my standards. I'm going to be loyal to the facts in my life. Yeah, I might feel like I'm not enough, but the truth is I am enough. I might be feeling at times that I'm worthless, but the truth is I know my worth. And I'm going to demand my worth. That's the facts of my life. So forget pleasing these perceptions of feelings. Forget, forget pleasing these perceptions of ideas that they have for you. Forget pleasing these impossibilities people put in your life. Forget pleasing them. Right? And start pleasing yourself because every time you win, you can write this quote down. This is the quote that everybody loved yesterday. And it's so simple, but it's so true. A win a day keeps low self-esteem away. A win, right? Sometimes that win is major. Sometimes that win is making it through your day. Sometimes that win is, right, just keeping a promise to yourself, a commitment to yourself. Sometimes that win is, you know, taking a day off, resting. That's a win. Like when you honor, when you honor what you said you're going to do, it boosts your self-esteem, right? When you make that win, it boosts your self-esteem. A lot of us, we don't, we don't take, we don't understand the best way I can put it is we don't understand how important like a win is, right? How important a win is. And let me define this for you right quick. A win isn't always what the scoreboard says. I had a conversation with Tristan. He had a huge game. It was like 4,000 people at a middle school game, Texas football, y'all. And it was a rival game. And Tristan was a little bit nervous, like excited, nervous, like as he should be. It's a big game. And I pulled him to the side and I said, man, you already won. He's like, dad, we ain't played the game yet. I said, I know, but you already won. You won in your preparation. You won before you ever stepped on this field. You've been a winner. You were born a winner. So you won. No matter what the scoreboard says, bro, you won. I don't care if the scoreboard says y'all got beat by 40, which they beat the other team by 40, by the way. But you still won. You are a winner. And guess what? My love for you is not going to change based upon some scoreboard because I don't judge the Let me best way I can put this. I don't judge a win by the outcome. Yes. Would I like the outcome to be a win? Absolutely. Would I like the outcome to be successful? Absolutely. Who wouldn't? But my self-esteem is not dependent on the outcome. My self-esteem is dependent on the input because I can control the input. I control the effort. I can control taking the first step. I can control showing up. I can control reporting, uh, recording the podcast. I can control, you know, we're in new beginning season right now, the challenge. I can control starting the dream, doing the thing. I can control taking care of my health. I can control that. I can't always control the outcome, but I can control the input. So I told him, as long as you go out there and give elite effort, be an elite teammate, and you give your all, you won. And I said, by the way, let's go win on the scoreboard too. (laughs) That's the athlete in me. But I hope that you get that because some of you are allowing your self-esteem to be determined by 
the outcome of things, right? Oh, I started this thing and guess what? Only this many people showed up or I gave my first speech or my second speech and you know what? I didn't do well. The audience wasn't that involved. Like the win is you showing up. The win is you going to overcome the fear. The win is you starting the thing. Because the outcome can change over time. We can go back and fix things. We can go back and get the lesson. We can go back and progress. We can go back and grow. We can do that. Right? We might lose the game on the scoreboard. We got another game. We got tomorrow. We got another chance. We got another shot. We got a new a new beginning coming. But I boost my self-esteem and I boost my confidence the more I go do the win. And I want to share this story with you really quick. And I'll share the last commandment. I'll get out your head and your ear, unless you want me to stay here a little bit longer. Number one, I'm proud of you, man. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for supporting this podcast. Man, share this with somebody right now. Uh, man, so I'm going to tell you something about that truth in a perfect story. And I'm going to expose myself a little bit. So I'm on a fitness journey, right? Like, I want to get back into my 2019 shape, as I call myself. Like, 2019, I felt like I was right where I wanted to be, where I can operate at my highest level. That's what works for me. And so, I'm on this journey, and, you know, I'm a human being, right? So, we judge ourselves, and literally, it's hard to have high self-esteem if we're standing in constant judgment, right? That's why I say facts over feelings. Like, don't allow the judgments to sit on your soul. Like, that's God's job to judge you, right? Don't do God's job. Don't judge yourself. Love yourself, right? The best way to release depression is to live in appreciation, right? So appreciate yourself. But uh, I'm on this fitness journey, and I step on a scale, right, one day. Uh, I think it's like last week. Last week, I step on a scale, and, you know, I look on the scale, and it's a number. By the way, the scale lies. I know all the things, right? It's more about body fat, whatever. I get it. Trust me, I know that. But I want to step on a scale. So I step on the scale and it gives me a number. I'm like, dang, man. I look in the mirror and I see like I got my four pack, right? The other two pack is under a little bit of fat. So I'm trying to burn that off, right? It's there. You can feel it. But it's just, you know, I got to I got to slim up. So I see my four pack. And I'm like, okay. The six pack, is, you know, you kind of see it. If I, if I really flex it, you can see it. Like, all right, cool. But I immediately went to some low self-esteem. I'm like, dang, man. Like, you know, I start questioning myself. I'm going to tell you, when you do a win, that morning I didn't do anything. I didn't work out. I didn't do what I said I wanted to do. I just stepped on the scale. The very next day, I worked out in the morning, got my workout in, went to the scale. Literally, nothing changed in my body. It was no extra pump, none of that. Nothing changed. I looked in the mirror, and I saw that same halfway six-pack. Right, I saw the six-pack with potential, the potential six-pack. And I said, yeah, it's coming. I said, and I literally the same potential six-pack. Yesterday, I was like, dang, man. Today, I was like, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, what changed? The only thing changed is I created a win to boost my self-esteem. That's it. My perception of myself, because I did something to boost my self-esteem, I did something to put me in a healthy state, changed the way I looked at myself. And I get it, y'all. There is a constant battle for your self-esteem every single day, especially in this world of social media, especially in this world of things that you can't control. You know, the other day, literally, my self-esteem was hot. Like, I'm a Chef Shelly, you know what I mean, at home. So, you know, I, I can cook a little bit. 
So I do the hibachi because hibachi like a million dollars these days. So I say, you know what? I'm going to do my hibachi on my grill outside. I got a flat top. Boom. So I'm out there doing hibachi, doing all the tricks, you know, flipping the eggs, all the things. Like, I'm that guy. Some of y'all saw it on live. Like, the food is looks amazing. It tastes great, too. So I make the food, my self-esteem. So I, so, you know, I, I go I go boost my self-esteem. I give it to wifey. She tastes it. Oh, my gosh, it's fire, Trent. It's good. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's good. Give it to Tristan. Bro, he eating it up. He ain't even saying nothing. Okay, good. Give it to, to Maya. Maya, my heart's just critic. She tasted. it. Look at me and say, this is good, dad. Cool. So I know I'm in the clear. So I know Marley, she eat anything. Marley tasted. it. She look at me and say, yucky. I said, come again? What 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 you say? Yucky, nasty. What? I I don't like. I don't like. <laughs> what? And literally, <laughs> that's exactly what you said to yucky, yucky. I don't like. And we all looking, and you just see like my balloon of high self esteem just deflate a little bit. Like gosh, you know, none of us like to hear things like that, right? And so. We're in a constant battle all the time. That's why you have to make sure that you have a system, right? No matter how Marley felt, that's my baby girl, but I still remember the facts. Like, nah, I'm a legendary cook. Everybody else liked it. She must have had some bad taste buds today. She must have got a piece of whatever that wasn't sitting right with her. Because I've seen her eat it before, right? So maybe she was being funny, whatever it may be. But I'm not going to allow someone else's perception, even as my kids, to take away from my truth, right? That's them. That's how they feel. They have a right to feel like that. But also, too, I'm going to remember what's real for me. Last commandment. I'm going to get out your head. So we talked about thou shall not be your biggest enemy. Thou shall not be, uh, thou shall not please perception. And the last one is thou shall not idolize perfection. We live in a world where a lot of us, we do mission impossible, right? Like, we are so, 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 so addicted to perfection. You know, we want everything to be perfect because perfection is celebrated in this world, right? We see perfect things. Everything's filtered. I call it the filter life. And we idolize perfection. But how impossible is it to live in perfection, right? And if our, if our self-esteem is dependent on perfection, man, like, that's a mission that's very hard to achieve. And I want to be clear about something. Um, I actually texted my team this the other day, and I want to pull it up right quick. I text them this because we're talking about goals and things like that uh, with our New Beginnings Challenge, like, personally. Like, what do we want to do? And um, I wrote this down because I, I do want to say this. High self-esteem doesn't define itself by the result of perfect. Okay but by the daily pursuit of perfection. This means put your best foot forward, but we don't judge ourselves by the destination of our day. And so I want to say this because, you know, we talk about that like, oh, don't, you know, perfection this and perfection that. And I agree, there's a prison of perfection. Perfection is a disease. Like I I believe progression, 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 forget perfection. But I do believe in putting your best foot forward. I do believe like, we should pursue perfection, right? We should pursue our best. We should we should half-ass stuff, right? Because when we half-ass stuff, we get half-ass results. So we should pursue better. We should pursue greater. We should pursue our best. And sometimes our best is going to be just sometimes making it through the day, right? 
It isn't always going to be sunshine and rainbows. But high self-esteem, I'm going to read this quote to you again. You should really write this down. I thought about this while I was on the treadmill. High self-esteem doesn't define itself by the result of perfect, but by the daily pursuit of perfection. It's kind of what I told Tristan, right? Maybe the scoreboard isn't perfect, but did we give our all? That's what we judge ourselves by, right? Because you got to be honest with yourself and real with yourself. Like we can't be oblivious if we're just, you know, coasting through life, living a passive life and we complain that things are passing us by. Nah, we got to go get it. Right? We got to live legendary as much as we can. We got to put ourselves in position. We can't just wait for people to create things for our life. We got to go create it. But all this means is that you're putting your best foot forward, but we don't judge ourselves by the destination of our day. So no matter where our day ends up, we don't judge ourselves by that. Right? We hold ourselves accountable to say, did we make progression towards that destination? And that's our measuring stick. So some of us, our measuring stick is literally perfection. And it is killing your self-esteem. It is killing your self-esteem bit by bit to the point where you don't even love yourself or recognize yourself anymore or even be your biggest supporter. You become your biggest enemy because your measuring stick is wrong. Break the ruler. If you ever been to my events, we break rulers. I have a broken ruler on my desk every single day that reminds me to not idolize perfection. I'm not going to measure my life by metrics, by vanity. I'm not going to measure my life by some invisible thing of perfection. What's perfection anyway? I mean, obviously for me, it's it's Christ. It's it's seeking God. That's our perfection. And that's why we need him. But what's perfection in this world? I asked this question the other day. What's perfection? Nobody knows. It's the same disease of like, I don't feel like I'm enough. What's enough? Nobody knows what enough is. And so we have this, this invisible standard of perfection. And so we have to change that. Like literally our standard that we have in our life is something that we can never live up to. And that's your standard. Let's be real. That's your standard. Trying to live up to something that doesn't even exist. And that's the bar that you're setting. Oh, perfection. What's that? Because what's perfect to somebody is imperfect to another person. I know that is true. The standard of like, oh, everything has to go right, or I'm enough, or this has to be like, this standard of enough, you don't even know what enough is. So we have these invisible standards, and this is a thing that I see that kills so much self-esteem, is a lot of people in this world, and listen to me, because this is the end of this podcast, a lot of people in this world literally are trying to live up to something that doesn't even exist. And I want you to think about that. The rules are broken when it comes to your self-esteem. So you got to set some new rules. Some rules that say, hey, did I pursue perfection today? Cool. I don't know. I didn't. It wasn't perfect, but I pursued it. Cool. Did I speak life into my life today? Cool. Was I my biggest supporter today? Cool. Whatever rules that you make, it needs to be rules that serve you because a lot of our rules when it comes to self-esteem, that's why we live probably in the biggest low self-esteem you know, epidemic we've seen. Like We live in a low self-esteem pandemic. That's a, the real pandemic is low self-esteem. People not believing in themselves. If we don't set the right rules, then we make it very hard to love ourselves, appreciate ourselves, and love everything about ourselves. To really accept ourselves to say, man, I don't got to be perfect. 
I just got to pursue better. Did I become better today? Great. Right? Those questions matter, y'all. Did I do something for somebody else today? Great. Did I bring peace into the world? Y'all know my measuring stick. Right? Peace in mind, peace on earth, peace in soul. Did I do those things? Cool. Did I, did I, did I live in my purpose? Yep. Cool. Did I share my purpose? Did I help somebody else? Cool. Yep. Hey, my self-esteem is boosted because the more you do for other people, by the way, this is a cheat code. It's a hack. The more you do for other people, the better you feel about yourself, right? It's hard to have high self-esteem when you're selfish. And you might say, you might know some people that, that seem like they have high self-esteem, they're confident, but it's false confidence. If they're not doing anything for themselves, they're really insecure and they're putting up a front. Those that I know have the highest self-esteem are the most selfless people in this world because they bring value to people. And when you bring value to people, you realize this one truth that you're valuable. But like I say that in every single video, podcast, it all starts with you. It's rehab time. Let's get it. Hopefully, you'll get to experience me on stage in 2024 somewhere, giving some keynotes and what I like to call conversations because I am going super hard. That's one of my things in the New Beginnings Challenges. One of my mindset things is literally diving deeper. So I always say sometimes your next level is not about climbing higher, but diving deeper. And literally, for me, it's about diving deeper as a speaker, as a communicator, um, as a purpose and performance coach. Like, you guys are going to see. So I want to challenge you. What do you need to dive deeper in? Like, maybe it's a dream. Maybe it's a vision. Maybe it's understanding your self-esteem. It's not always about adding to your life. Sometimes it's about understanding your life more instead of adding more to it. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope this touched your heart. Let's get it. Hey, what up, y'all? It's that time of the year. Everybody's talking about forming new and healthier habits. Change your habits, change your life, right? Listen, I love it. I'm sure you started some new habits this year. I know I did. But the question is, how are you tracking those habits? Have you ever wondered, like, which habits matter most? Which habits are you tracking daily, weekly, monthly? A lot of people know they need to improve their habits, but let's be real. They don't know where to start. That's why I think you'll love Growth Day, the world's number one, I didn't say two, three, four, number one self-improvement system. Growth Day, what it does is it helps you track proven habits that lead to long-term success, not that short stuff, long-term, lasting change, well-being and positive relationships. And check this out. You can get a free trial right now at growthday.com. What you measure you can change. The reason people love Growth Day is that you can score your habits every day, week, month. And when you do, you get targeted classes to improve those habits. When you sign up today, you also get Growth Day's mindset journal, wellness challenges, and in-depth personal development courses from the industry's biggest names. And don't forget, I teach live every single month in Growth Day too. You got that right. Yes, every single month I teach a new personal growth topic to help you advance your life. Download Growth Day from the app store on your phone or start your free trial right now at growthday.com. Let's get it. Hey, I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, or take out your phone and write this number down. My phone number is 817 242. Yep. 2719. I'm gonna repeat it for you. 817-242-2719. People always ask, Trent, 
How did you get that community text number and how does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number, they're added to the group, and then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life. I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10-digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number, y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto-replies, so many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it.